How's it going on this great Wednesday afternoon? My name is Hayden Joyner, and this is Off the Bench, your top sports talk show here on XLR Land University Radio. I'm joined with Liam Worley here today. Chris is not here right now. He'll be joining us a little bit later, I believe. He's taking, what, golf pictures, right? Yeah, he's got some uh, golf stuff he needs to tend to. He's got some golf stuff, Liam says. So we'll wait. We'll wait and see when he, when he sneaks in. Hopefully we can delay uh, the Ohio State talk for a little later in the show for whenever he sneaks in because, you know, we're going to want to hear him uh, – defend his team's loss to Oregon. a little bit yeah yeah he'll he'll want he'll want something he'll want to he'll want to make up for that but they're uh Ohio State's not looking too good I made a cheeky little post today right before the show I realized I had like one extra video clip I hadn't posted so I was like I need a graphic because I do like the little checkerboard mm-hmm. thing so I was like what was a big event that happened this weekend that I can make a little little like uh like breaking news post and I was like you know Ohio State dropped in the polls pretty badly worse than Clemson so I can I can make something about that for sure so I dunked on Chris a little bit um on on the on the Instagram. If you're not following that, it's off the bench XLR on Instagram, by the way. But Liam, uh, you know, we like to talk some racing stuff, and that's what that's not Chris's forte. So we'll start off with that. And holy heck of a weekend we had. Yes, sir. Danny Rick in the Italian Grand Prix for F1 took home the W with the McLaren one two. I mean, he was starting on the front row after the sprint quali on uh, Friday or Saturday, but I didn't expect to see him jump Max off the line. And I mean, even even without the Max and Lewis wreck, I thought he was going to win that regardless. He would have. He would have. I mean, I don't know what happened, but the McLaren just rocketed off the line at the start of the GP, overtaking Max before even getting to turn one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, of course, we had the Max and Lewis drama ensue on lap 26, I believe that was. And I mean, but heck, uh, Lando had uh-huh. was ahead of both of Max and Lewis at that point too. So it didn't it didn't really matter. I think it was kind of funny because Max was like, "Ah, uh, yeah, Danny, you can you, you can you go can, ahead and yeah. pass me, and it's I'll like, fend him off for you." Well, that kind of happened. That's kind of what bit. happened. Yeah. yeah. And then Lando Lando for like this first for a while, Lando, Lando Norris did a great job fending off Lewis Hamilton. The same he thing, did. same way he did in the sprint race. I know, like. It all kind of like went into chaos as soon as Max pitted because he had that like 11 second pit stop. Yeah, it was terrible. And then at the same time, I believe Hamilton had finally gotten past Norris. Yeah. And so now it was like, oh, Hamilton can be unleashed because they were saying he was losing like a second a lap behind Norris or something he crazy like was. that. Yeah. So it's like now Hamilton can be released. Max just had a slow pit stop. And what those two things coincide with each other. And then Hamilton came in for a pit stop. And that was like four seconds. Yeah, it was one over what yeah. they wanted. And it, it came out perfectly to where Max could, could shove it up the outside around turn one onto Lewis. And Kablamo, or well, not really Kablamo, but they had a giant wreck. Um, yeah. About took Lewis's head off. It wasn't for the halo. I, 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 I got to commend the people of FIA for uh-huh. doing the halo that's three times we've seen since it's been implemented that yeah. it's done some great uh great stuff that one was the worst I feel like well well, well I mean the gr- wheel still hit his head yeah like like that like exactly like like I'm guessing you're referring to Grosjean and Leclerc is that the two you're I thinking don't of know. I saw something on motorsport yeah dot uh, com which is you know the ones I can think of racing. is obviously uh Grosjean and Bahrain last year I think where... it I think it was the, those two I, yeah. I'll try to find the post. and then to anyone not knowing, Leclerc's incident was 2018 when he was to a Sauber, and he had a, was it was it Alonso that went over the top of his car, and the car bounced right off the halo, it destroyed it. But uh, I mean, yeah, like props to the FIA for the halo because if not, you would have saw Roman Grosjean. Yeah. So have it, a, it was yeah, it was uh, Leclerc with Alfa Romeo. I'm going to correct you. Okay. Uh, and it was Alonso on top of him, and then last year with Romain, and then this weekend with uh, Lewis and Max having an incident, but. I don't know that 
that whole battle started on lap one. In the yeah. second chicane, they basically almost did the same thing. Mm-hmm. But Lewis took the shortcut, and we all know Max isn't taking any. Yeah, shortcuts. Max isn't taking a shortcut. Well, I heard like I don't think I don't know if I saw or Lewis said this after the race, or if it was just people speculating or whatever. But a lot of people were saying that Lewis like pinched Max into this first chicane to make him go in the runoff as like payback for week for like for uh, the first turn of the lap race. Lap one, yeah, yeah, for lap one. And you know whether whether Lewis was instigating that or or whatever, I don't know. But um, certainly a little cheeky move. I mean, obviously, I mean Max ended up getting the. The race penalty for he got a three, I think three kind of bull crap. Yeah, three place grid penalty, which I think is kind of crap too. I think this was, if not, if not, you just call it a racing incident. But I still think this was Lewis's fault. Max had come out; he was a pretty close alongside. He wasn't fully alongside going into the turn, but he was at least had like his front axle in front of Lewis's back axle, yeah. so he had a right to the corner. He did, and Lewis pinched him right over the sausage curve, which that sends cars airborne. Yeah, and of course it's going to go right over the top and wreck them both it's, out. I wouldn't say I would say it's a racing incident. I wouldn't say it's either one's fault, but I mean Lewis can't get mad at him for something that Lewis kind of instigated a little bit. Yeah. I would say he did and, it on purpose. I mean Lewis did get mad at him and. uh I mean, he also wasn't happy that Max didn't uh, check on him after the wreck, which mm-hmm. I don't know the truth to that behind well, it. Or Max, not. I mean, I saw the video. Max just walked straight past and like he's kicking gravel and crap. So, well, I mean, I'm sure if you saw Lewis moving around, he's like, eyes, ah, he's he's, he, he's cool. If he was just like sitting there, like his head down because yeah. the tire hit, you're like, yeah, you're gonna go check on him. But. Yeah, but I mean, that was kind of bull crap. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, this this continues to escalate our championship battle that we've mm-hmm. been craving so dearly since it's just made it better and the better. Mercedes dominance started. And I mean, Silverstone, this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll see something like this again. They keep keep this up. Bottas is going to end up world champion this year. No, they keep it up. No, freaking Danny, one of the McLaren boys, will before he does. Well, speaking of McLaren, I feel like I, I feel like a lot of news outlets have done this. You have a. a you know, Danny Ricketts, the awesome win. Lando Norris is at second. The first one, two of the season I saw, which is crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. But, like, this whole season, it's been either a random winner in, like, Perez or Ocon, or it's Hamilton, Max, one, two, in vice versa order. Yeah. So, first constructor, one, two of the season is kind of crazy with McLaren. But, like, I feel like every news outlet, they're focusing on the Lewis Max incident when we have a whole nother storyline of McLaren winning their first race in nine years with Danny Rick, who has been borderline subpar all year. Like, why is that not the head storyline, but it's now Lewis and Max? I don't know. I don't know, but, I mean, I'm sure as a heck proud of Danny Rick after this race. Well, I love Daniel Ricciardo, and I love Lando Norris, mm-hmm. and I'm going to... I am a Max Verstappen fan and will continue to be, but I think from now on I might be a mainstream Lando Norris fan. Okay, yeah. okay. I always say, like, I'm a mainstream Leclerc fan, but I, I also I will root for, like, like Russell and Norris, a lot of the younger guys I'll root for. Danny Rick, I haven't rooted for as much. I don't know. I just feel like I tend to focus on the younger guys. Uh, but Danny Rick, I, I mean, I was way. still, I was still super happy to see to see Ricardo win that race. I, I mean, mean, I love me a good shoey after the yeah. after the podiums, especially after the seasons he's had. I mean, even just back, I think it was. Uh, when was it? I mean, the past two years he was with Renault, which yeah. was no uh, winning team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Red Bull, he kind of fell out with them. That yeah. wasn't as good as it could have been. Mm-hmm. And now we're here. And so that's, it's been a long time coming. It honestly. definitely has. Definitely has. And he's been like, I mean, like the whole storyline behind Ricardo, like all season was, you know, he was coming in and people were expecting him to light up or not like to be that number one driver mm-hmm. for McLaren, like to mentor Lando to and escalate their program a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Like I believe like when you and me did our Bahrain predictions like way, way back in, in March or whatever it was, you said like like first race we're like Daniel Ricardo podium. 
Like mm-hmm. we were we were already predicting a Ricardo podium because we thought with his ability in that McLaren, which was obviously the third best car at the start of the season, right? We're like he could upset a Red Bull or someone because we didn't know how good Red Bull was right at the start. We figured no. they were good, but we thought maybe they challenged for a couple races more than they did in like 2020. Yeah, we didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I personally didn't think it was going to be like a full out brawl. For a title fight, yeah. So I thought we thought McLaren and Red Bull were closer. So we're like, Danny Rick can get a podium, but come with the season and he's finishing average like tenth and ninth, whereas Norris is contending for third in the championship. Yeah, never would have guessed that. And I knew Norris had potential, but I thought it was like maybe one or two years down the line. Well, Not Norris like as is soon what as I now. would say is at best a fifth. He's in the fifth best car on the grid right now. Well, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. like to overall. Overall, I got you. Yeah. No, I'd say he's a top probably three driver right now. But yeah. I would say in a car and performance wise, that car could, you know, should be getting him fifth. Although, I mean, Checo isn't up the par with Red yeah. Bull all the time. And well, him and Valtteri's performances is why he's let Norris has been able to get into that third spot in this instructor's for Yeah, a while. which is which is kind of crazy considering he's mm-hmm. not Red Bull or Mercedes. Mm-hmm. I will. I, I, I talked about, or well, I didn't talk about this. I actually, um, there's there's a there's a blog kind of media called WTF One. Have you ever heard of them? Mm-hmm. I they do like you know they do like a weekly race review and I got my comment on their podcast last nice. week for their Italian Grand Prix and I was I had like a Twitter follower tweet me he's like dude you were on the podcast I was like really and so I listened to it and they answered my question and my question with that I'll ask to you as well because they people on the pod uh, people on WTF one they were kind of intrigued by it and it yeah. made me pretty proud I was like I asked a good question let's go for it uh, my question yeah. was basically because this this had I had this thought during the race but. There was points where Norris was saying like to pick up the pace because they needed to get out, mm-hmm. and I was like, if it came down to it, you know, because t- the typical performance this whole year has been Norris has been quicker than Ricardo. Would McLaren have swapped drivers to secure that win? Because we had a, at the end of the race, we had Valtteri pushing really hard, and if there's a chance, like say Ricardo was half a second slower than Norris, would McLaren switch those drivers for then Norris to take off and allow Valtteri not to catch them, so McLaren can get the win? Even if it doesn't mean it was Ricardo's win, I think they would do it. You really do? I, I mean, Zach Brown, he's their uh, he's their race management guy mm-hmm. or whatever race strategist, I yeah. guess would be his you know real title. But I mean, you know, he loves he loves being in motorsports in both uh, F one and IndyCar, mm-hmm. and uh, so he. he he would do anything to win. I feel like, and if you know, if Danny Rick had to finish second or third, and Lando get the win, I think the team would still be as equally joyed as they are mm-hmm. currently. And uh, I mean, he he like cuts deals with these guys. <laughs> like you know, if they get a podium or if Pato Award got a win in Indy car, he mm-hmm. got to go test the F one car. And uh, Daniel Ricciardo now is getting like a but, Dale Earnhardt say, car. Doesn't he get like a to drive a Dale Earnhardt old NASCAR? No, or something? I think he gets to keep it. He gets to keep the car. Yeah. I thought it was just like a test drive no, kind of thing. That's that's yeah. a sweet deal. Yeah, it, it really is. So I mean, he's kind of like incentivizing <laughs> these guys, and it's it's mm-hmm. working. It's doing miracles for mclaren i mean look if luckily luckily th- that event that i described didn't take place because as soon as lando was like we need to we need to start pushing up i think ricardo pulled like an extra second or like seven tenths on norris so right. i was like all right i was like good ricardo has the pace this week he can actually get this victory because it would have absolutely been devastating to him if after all he's you know the subpar performances he's had all year he finally gets to lead a race for the whole thing and then all it comes down to is a driver swap because they wanted to secure the win that would have just he would have left McLaren like immediately. Well, it would have been sad for him, but yeah. I mean, it's kind of like what we saw with Russell last year. I mean, I'm glad a pit uh, mm-hmm. problem didn't hinder his uh, his winning ability for this race either. 
Because I mean, I still we still firmly believe George should have won last. Oh, year. George, one hundred percent would have. He would have ended up. You know, they, him and Checo would have had a good couple laps. But uh, I also don't want to overlook that George Russell got points in the Williams. Yeah, event. yeah, yeah. I've always I've seen that a bunch. It's like George Russell came ninth and got points for the third, for the third race out of the last four weekends, and that's like a bottom page news story. Yeah. That's like the back, like it's a little side Which, tab. I mean, low key, it should be compared to McLaren yeah. finishing one, two and Lewis max championship drama, which I mean, that's what's, you know, that's making selling the sport the, of F1 that's good selling right the tickets now. this year. Yeah. yeah. Not, not George Russell finishing ninth, but and, and it's good to see. And even so with George Russell finishing ninth, it's become so common over the last month. It's like, Oh, he did it again. Cool. Like it's not even, Congratulations. Spe- is it even special at this point? Because yeah. he's just done it so often. Like it, you finished 11th or 12th, like 800, times in the past three years and now you're getting <laughs> points and we're like yeah good job it's like last year we were so hyped if russell would pull out a q2 yeah. but then this year he's done it like 15 of 16 races or whatever the number is and we're just like oh yeah it's expected now we're more surprised if he doesn't get into q2 yeah even honestly. q3 some week because he's popped it in there like three times now he's a dang good racer yeah we're su- i'm super excited to see how he does in, in the merc next year me too man um where was i gonna get where was i getting off of that um i will say with the race on like with the Italian Grand Prix, I mean, huge things for McLaren. I mean, I thought like me as like a semi Ferrari fan, I was like, that's a good weekend for us mm-hmm. in a power center track where we were where where Ferrari finished like out of the points with both their drivers. Well, DNF's both their drivers last year actually because Vettel had a he had a brake failure and then Leclerc had that giant wreck which basically gave Gasly the win. And I mean, Ferrari is Italian too, so yeah. you know it's a big race. It's for a them. huge race for them, and, and they're they're probably one of the most stricken powered teams on the grid. They're good at the low speed corners, but not the high speed, uh, high downforce tracks. I would agree. So to see Leclerc finish fourth and Sainz six, I mean, you can you can grant the little bit because of Max and Lewis's drama out at the race, but I mean, even without that. I know Leclerc was running like fifth the whole race, so even that's a good result. To get bumped up to fourth is even better. And I was like, that's a fantastic race for the constructors for Ferrari. He was running second there for a He was running first, I think. Was as, he? As soon as, the, um, as soon as the wreck happened, he was first, oh. but he pitted immediately. And uh, him and Perez pitted, and then Ricardo got the lead again, or something like that. I don't. Weird. I could. I didn't watch, but I've watched enough uh, enough YouTube videos of this yeah. race that equaled the whole. He race led length, like I'm he sure. led like one lap, maybe half a lap behind the safety car wheel or something. But I was like, oh yay! And I was pretty hyped because I, I was like, Leclerc has a chance to get a podium this race in a Ferrari in Monza, and then of course right off the jump, the Ferrari has like like twenty less horsepower than every than the Mercedes engines. So Bottas went straight past, Norris went straight past, Perez went straight past. He looked, him and Signs held with that front pack for the whole rest of the race, though, which was pretty impressive. It was. It was very impressive. I know Signs dropped off a bit at the end, but they both, for the most part, held on, and that allowed Leclerc to get the fourth place because of Perez's penalty from their battle. So I thought yeah. it was great for Ferrari. Sucks that McLaren gets the one-two in Ferrari's decent race because that means McLaren jumped back ahead of them and the instructors for third place. But overall, I think it was a fantastic race for Ferrari. And I mean, it was just a great race in general. It was. It was another one like uh, we had with Ocon yeah. back in, I don't even remember. That was August? That was July. France. So. And that was uh, Hungary. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. France was the Max did like the doubles, the extra stop, and then passed Lewis in like the last lap or something. Oh, I thought the, uh, you're probably right. <laughs> but I thought the it was the French one because I thought he was the first, first Frenchman to win that Grand Prix since Senna or not Senna Prost. Yeah, it might have been the first French to win with a French team, maybe? Probably Alpine. that. Chris, how you doing, man? I'm great. Yeah? Yeah. You look spiffy. Thank you. <laughs> how the pictures go? Get your, get, your good, get your good get your good side. Yeah, you're back in uh, within six eighteen minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. 
Nice, yeah. nice. How are you guys doing? How's the show going? Uh, we've talked about your favorite subject the whole time. Yeah. Formula yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. So we just kind of been, you know, doing our thing doing and our thing. waiting for you to, so we can have some real controversy. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Chris, we have about 18 minutes, le- or 18, like 12 minutes left in our first segment. And that's mm-hmm. just about a time I think we have to talk about Ohio State. Oh, boy. Here I, we go. I need you Let's to look go. <laughs> Jumping right in. I need you to explain yourself, buddy. All right. Do uh, you want the long... Or short. What do you, what we do you got like for? fifty. We got like ten minutes. Go for it. I, I want to hear what happened. So, I mean, I watched bits and pieces. I mean, as it, you know, some fans, you know, can only take so much mm-hmm. frustration before it's just time to. Oh, uh, did you rage off. quit the TV? I did, and then I'd come back and be like, ah, and then I'd be like, we do something stupid, and be like, all right, I'm not getting. Back <laughs> You're like, I'm done. Yeah. Phone notification. Oh wait, we're we're back in it. Turn it back on. <laughs> exactly. So I think, you know, it's Ohio State has this thing every couple of years or so where we just have dumb mistakes on defense and there there's times where we have you know superstars all on the field and the coordinators are great everyone's on the same page and then you have years like we have seem to have right now in the Haskins year where the defense just always giving up big plays has no idea how to stop anybody mm-hmm. is not playing physical looks like they could care less out there and looks like they're clueless and I think that's definitely coaching, a coaching problem. And, you know, I have news that Ohio State is actively searching for a defensive coordinator as we speak. So, I was about to say, didn't y'all, like, didn't y'all, did he, your one from last year left, didn't he? No, so, all right, what happened was we promoted, we hired a new, um, so hang on, Kerry Combs is our defensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he was our secondary coach. Yeah, he was promoted within the a organization. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Then he went to the Titans oh, in I gotcha. the NFL and was the secondary coach. And then we lost Jeff Halfley, who was our secondary coach when Chase Young and Jeffrey Okuda was there. Mm-hmm. He left after that year, and we got Combs in this past year. And then, like you said, we promoted him this yeah. year to defensive coordinator. But that's looking like a terrible decision right now since <laughs> uh, I don't know if y'all knew this, but in the Oregon game, the only time Ohio State was making thir- uh, stops on defense uh-huh. was in the end, of the, towards the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, I have that. We I really have that noted. I was you like, you know the reason for that? Because they, Oregon was tired. No, they quit listening to our defensive coordinator. No, they said the players started doing their own plays, started doing their own thing, and that was the only reason. Who we who came out stop. and said that? Like the defense, like the, the players. The, the players the said that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is, if that doesn't yeah. scream fire your defensive coordinator, exactly. I don't know what does. Yeah, if the so. team's better off doing like street basket or street football and just calling your own plays on defense, exactly. Well, I mean, if you're a if you're you know experienced <laughs> player late in the game, you know you've read the offense, you know. At, yeah, at that 50 point they should. times at that point. Yeah, and so I mean you're like oh they're gonna do this blah 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 and you know apparently that worked better than this Kerry Cook fellow. The sad thing was, uh huh, no. Those linebackers that were in there, mm-hmm. this is the, the second game they've ever started. Nope. Yeah, because Oregon was out like some of their big starters. Um, who is it? Uh, the the Dave French Thibodeau and Thibodeau and, uh, Justin and, Flo, and, and Justin Flo. Year, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, Flo's out. I've, I I was looking up Justin Flo. He just has a. They just said lower body injury. I don't know what it is, but uh, Thibodeau's day to day. I think right. So he'll, he'll be, be back. Fine. He'll be fine. Um, I I want to say I kind of feel bad for your offense because I mean your quarterback. I mean, he threw like half a billion times. <laughs> yeah. Four, 472 you had, yards. You had three receivers over 100 yards, mm-hmm. which is like, I, I don't remember seeing a whole lot of that ever. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's, they're looking that's like the, kind of They're sucky. looking like the Dallas Cowboys out there. Against oh, God. The offense is great. I mean, the, 
but in spurts. Like they're not can. So our quarterback is a little bit inconsistent. He he's, he's making, still young. Yeah. yeah, he's making the young mistakes you'd expect from a quarterback. But when you have that, that's when you need a good defense to step up and you know allow him to not have so much pressure on him in a tight game like that. I mean, mm-hmm. the defense just could not help out our offense. Plus, the offense is starting to do the same stuff. They're not they're not opening it up at all. They're mm-hmm. just. We're relying on the talent of our receivers to just try and get open, but we're not. You're not scheming anything right, out. You're just scheming and uh, allowing our offense to to flourish. We're just okay. Olave is a good receiver; he'll get open. Yeah. Garrett Wilson's a good receiver; he'll get open. It's they're not planning anything. It's just it just seems like everything is everyone's just winging it. Now, who, who's <laughs> calling? Who's like. calling plays? Your OC or Ryan Day? It's a combination of both. Okay. So at the end of the year, we're firing Ryan Day and getting Urban Meyer back Heck, from Jacksonville. No, the best thing we ever did was get rid of <laughs> Urban Meyer. I love Ryan Day way more than Urban Meyer. I think, I mean, Ryan Day is doing something Urban Meyer wouldn't do, and he's looking for a new defensive coordinator. Urban uh-huh. Meyer would keep Kerry Combs till the end of the they year. They would push as hard as you could to keep we him. we would just suck, and that's what we did with Haskins. I mean, we had one of the worst defense. We've had uh, unranked Purdue put, f- like, 49 points on mm-hmm. us. Haskins threw for 500 yards and we lost by 28 points. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like Dallas. How does that happen? So that's now that's what we're looking at right here. Stroud threw for five almost 500 yards mm-hmm. and we lost at home to a team that had their two best players out, and that's a problem. And Ryan Day knows it, and he's going to take care of it. And I hope that we can get a new coordinator in there soon, new system, and by the end of the year, we're like normal Ohio State. But well, not, hopefully, y'all we'll kind of got a little. I don't know who y'all are playing, but I mean, y'all play Michigan at the end of the year. Yeah, we got a we got a good stretch of games where we can develop and can get de- better. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if y'all are playing Iowa or not. But. No, no Iowa. I think we have the um, we th- we play Penn State, we play Michigan State, and we play Michigan. I think those are the tough three coming in. But other than that, yeah, I mean, Michigan State and Michigan, we don't really know yet what right. they got. But Penn State seems pretty good. So. Yeah, you got you got Tulsa this week, and then you got Akron the next week. So yeah. y- y'all got some t- y'all got some some cupcakes to rebound on. Thank yeah. God. I mean, if we y'all had to play it. another ranked team, we'd be in trouble. Yeah, like if we had to play like uh, like you said Iowa or Penn State soon. Oof. Now, now, Liam, y'all shut out Akron week one, didn't you? No, you didn't 60 shut them out. To 10. Yeah, 60 okay. to 10. So you have to at least beat Akron better than Auburn, or else we can make the claim Auburn's better than Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Through the transitive property. Yeah, yeah through the transitive that's, property. That's how we roll, man. If Auburn wins by, you know, if we won by 50. If y'all only win by 49, we're better yeah, than They're y'all. better. Y'all drop more points on poor uh, Akron. If we keep what we have now... I guarantee you uh, Akron scores like 20 on us. Oh, boy. Oh, oh that'd be... That, that hurt. Yeah, it's. I mean, I like Liam's theory that uh, you're gonna fire Ryan Day and get Urban Meyer back. No, that but, wasn't uh, a theory. It was, <laughs> it was just a joke, really. Uh, poor, poor Chris, as a Jaguars fan, y'all still have Urban Meyer. Yeah, I mean, but, hey, th- everyone out there, this is. I love Ryan Day. Would not want us to fire him at all. I love. No, him. he's and done great. I just hope that the, whatever happens. He figures out the defensive problem, maybe gets a new coordinator. Yeah, this, I mean, that's the problem. This was y'all's first regular season loss under him, right? Correct. In twenty four, twenty three and one now. That's crazy. Um, but Ain't I mean, too shabby. Yeah, I mean, it was just um, like like we were talking order. Like Oregon was missing those two star players, defensive end, uh, Kayvon Thebido and Justin Flau. Like even without them out, and then y'all still couldn't. That's just, I mean, I don't want to dig in too deep because I mean, I've had my fair share of being dug into, but uh, <laughs> it, it's pretty bad. And I mean, Oregon's. I mean, I'll give credit to Oregon's defense too. They played pretty good most of the game. Y'all, yeah. I mean, really, y'all came alive. I mean, well, the first half they really had y'all 
like pin down. The second half, it was kind of blow for blow, but at that point, Ohio State was already down two scores. You just couldn't keep up. The thing, yeah, the thing is, the offense was was doing well. They were going to catch them, mm-hmm. but their offense was doing whatever they wanted. I mean, as yeah. long of a drive as they wanted to have, if exactly. It was third and thirteen, we get them stuck. They going, would throw for a seventeen yard. Yeah, they were going up and down the field. And yeah. I feel like I feel like Ohio State. I mean, y'all are playing like on offense, especially in the second half when you got a little bit more productive. Y'all were playing consistent, but I feel like there just wasn't any like explosive typical Ohio State plays. It was just kind of like. Eight yards here, ten yards there. Yep. There was no thirty plus twenty five, forty yard passes or anything too crazy, like yep. rushing or passing. And I was like, this doesn't look like the Ohio State offense you typically see. It's like Oregon really game planned this well and had y'all. Yeah, they're they're playing bin but don't break. Yeah, exactly. And they weren't allowing us to make any big plays. And frankly, we don't have. I don't think the a quarterback who's um, calm enough and ready enough to establish himself and make those big plays that in that part of a game like a Justin Fields would mm-hmm. and uh, I think that you know he'll he'll probably start doing that more towards the end of the year once he gets more comfortable but I mean without without a defense that can actually make stops and keep a team from doing whatever they want you're never going to win games mm-hmm. now now with this loss I mean y'all dropped all the way to nine in the AP yeah. poll 11 in the coaches poll um they like 11 huh yeah <laughs> was that I mean, in Oregon, jumped up to number four. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't. I honestly didn't expect that one. I thought, I thought since I think Iowa was already ranked ahead of Oregon, yeah. I thought Iowa would maybe take that spot. But. Yeah, it was a little, a little surprising to me. I don't think Oregon maybe should have jumped to four. I mean, I think they were. I think they're a really good team, definitely a top ten team. But mm-hmm. after that first one against Fresno State, definitely don't think they're worthy yeah. of number four. I mean, they jumped eight spots to number four, which yeah. is crazy. They won two games by fourteen points. I mean, you're not. They're not blowing anybody out. They're, yeah. these, are, these are close games, and I'll, I'll give them the win. Versus us, that was great. Great playing. Yeah. They deserve it, and yeah, they should be ranked top ten, but definitely not four. I think uh, I think Iowa should be ahead of them. Definitely think Clemson should be ahead, even though I'm not impressed by DJ. I think they're still a top top six team for sure, and definitely wor- more worthy than uh, Oregon, just because we know how Oregon is. But mm-hmm. um, Cincinnati is also a great team. I mean, they that are. Team is yeah. putting. I mean, winning games. And uh, they're going to be tested here soon. We'll see who they truly are. But yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Like with, I'm looking at the rankings, and like, like Clemson say the same. They're still at six, but I'm at the AP poll. But Texas A&M dropped, which I understand because yes. they barely squeaked by that, Colorado. That team sucks. Since, I don't know why they're 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 ranked so Yeah, high. and then Cincinnati also dropped, which I have no idea why because they they absolutely blew out. Um, who they? What's their name? Uh, Murray State. Like they. I don't, so I don't know why they dropped. If anything, they should have gone ahead to six. Or they should have stayed at seven ahead of Texas A and M. Well, they don't put any of those freaking group of five teams in the top six because those are controversial spots come playoff time. So if they're two and zero oh and they were already ranked in the top ten be, to begin with, I. I mean, I'm whatever. I think the college football committee is stupid anyway. I don't yeah. think they make the smartest decisions in the they first place. They definitely don't. But I, I'd put I'd if if I'd have it I'd have Iowa at four, Oregon at five, Clemson six, Cincinnati seven, and then Texas A and M eight, and then the rest of it's can be whatever you want. I like that. That's how I would say that had again. It. Sorry. Like so, the current rankings: it's Alabama at one, then Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon, Iowa, Clemson, A and M, and Cincinnati, and then Ohio State, yeah. and then Penn State. That's the top ten. The way I'd have it if I with the changes that I like what I saw, I would have Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, top three. Then I'd have Iowa, then Oregon at number five. Clemson stays at six. Cincinnati stays at seven, and A and M drops back three spots to number eight. And then Ohio State can stay at nine. That's I, how I'd have I it. I think yeah. that's respectable. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 
I'm I'm fine with us being a nine. To be honest, I'd drop us back even further. We need some motivation. <laughs> yeah, the coaches poll the coaches poll have y'all all the way behind Notre Dame in Florida. So that, have hey, to give them give them that. Put one. us behind Coastal Carolina. I don't care. Put us behind <laughs> Auburn. I mean, I don't really. I, I, I want think us to Coastal's going to lose this week. Who they play? FYI, I don't remember, but they're going to lose. Really? Well, I mean, yeah. they're what conference are they in the Sun Belt or? What? Yeah. Yeah, they are playing at Buffalo. Yeah, lose to good old yeah. Buffalo. They're gonna lose to Buffalo at Buffalo. At yes, Buffalo, they are. yes. They got some. I mean, besides ah. App State, they play nobody. But that's just their conference. This is this is this is the Sun Belt. Yeah, that's the Sun Belt. Um, good old Coastal down in what city is it? Uh, Conway. Yeah, is that right? It's yeah. Chris's Chris's living oh, area. Yeah. Is yeah. it? You're from Myrtle, aren't you? Or are you from Conway, Conway and Myrtle yeah, are the same it's, thing? It's, they're nice like combo. they're like thirty minutes apart, aren't no, they? Like, no, they're, not. they're literally right there. Yeah. Oh, are they? I've yeah. I've driven yeah. there like once, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't really um, know. There's two pretenders sitting in the in this top ten here. Can I can I guess? Go ahead. In the AP poll. Yeah. Uh, the AP poll is the only one that matters, really. Yeah. Anyway. I know. I, I always I always. The, the ESPN puts them side by side, which makes them look like they're they're cohesive. But anyway, um, your pretenders, I'm assuming, are Oregon and Cincinnati. No, no, Oklahoma and Texas A&M. Really, really, yeah, really. I don't think that. Okay, A&M. Teams. I'll give you A&M. I completely are like just looked past yeah, them. I can say A&M, but no, I would no, no. have said Oregon and A&M probably. No, I, I mean, Oregon came to Ohio State in Columbus without their two best players. Yeah, and played a great game. They also lost, about lost a Fresno State. Hey, that's fine. I would hey listen. Oregon ha- has two better wins than Oklahoma. Oklahoma beat Tulane. Well, part what, of Oklahoma, part of Oklahoma's things, the reputation thing. It's like what we get with Alabama every year and Georgia and Clemson. Even though they may not be that good, and the preseason polls are going to be ranked high. That's yeah. kind of what Oklahoma. They're going to be ranked high. So if, if they get their business done at the beginning of the season, beating their cupcakes, they're not going to drop. That yeah. is fine. I, I'm I'm not saying that they're unworthy of where they are. I'm just saying they're a pretender. Yeah, I mean, they are we'll, not we'll, a team that has any chance to win uh, the playoff. I think the bottom line is there's two teams that are going to win it uh-huh. unless something amazing happens like Ohio State happened in 2014, which I don't see happening again. It's kind of like a one in a lifetime. And number four thing. is never going to win again. It's no. impossible. And it's Alabama or Georgia. And the only reason Georgia would have a chance to win is if they figure out their offense. But those are those are your only two teams that have a chance. Well, if, if they stay undefeated going in the SEC championship game, too, they can afford that Alabama yeah. loss. And then if they have to replay them, they'll be able to learn yeah. from and what they did the first time. That would be good time. because it's hard to beat the same team twice. So Yeah, oh, I mean, Georgia, I if, if Georgia goes undefeated into the SEC championship and loses to Alabama, they'll be fine because Clemson and Ohio State, if Ohio State's contending for it, they already have a loss under their belt. So they, yeah. it's whatever. And the an only- Alabama loss is a lot more legitimate than yeah freaking well i mean the georgia loss to clemson is you know ohio state has to run the table and they have to do it in a very very um dominating fashion y'all y'all win out you'll beat the crap out of michigan and penn state y'all be y'all be okay i I don't know i don't know i don't know man michigan i believe penn state my dad at the beginning of the year he said that we were going to lose two times maybe three and that was before anything happened he said we're going to lose two he said we're probably going to lose oregon uh-huh. And he said maybe a Penn State or Michigan's going to beat us. Wow. Well, uh, that's that's I mean, he knows more than I do. On so that note, well, well have trusted him. On that note, we'll head into a break. We got some more college to talk out afterwards. We got Alabama and Florida to preview. Also, you know, if we want to get some Auburn Penn State there, we can talk a little bit of that. And then as well, we're getting some ES or some NFL news in. 
uh, week one of the NFL finished up this past Monday, and we got a ton of stuff to talk about as well. So stay tuned for that. Guys, follow us on social media at OffTheBenchXLR. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Everything's there. Just visit the link tree on our Instagram. That is at OffTheBenchXLR, and you can find every link there. But check out this one song. We'll be right back after the break. And we are back here on Off the Bench. My name is Hayden Joyner, joined with Liam Worley and Chris Fortenberry. We got finished talking up our, uh, well, kind of talking. Chris was explaining Ohio State's defeat to Oregon and even talking about the polls and them dropping and some other stuff, some fun stuff. So rewind it if you want to hear any of that. But going in now, next week, looking forward, we got a big matchup in the SEC. Number one, Alabama and um, Florida, number 11, Florida, are facing off in Gainesville. This is a high-profile matchup. You know, obviously these two teams contend for the SEC every year. Florida somewhat, Alabama is always, you know, number one team in contention. And this one's an interesting one because both offenses have, uh, both teams have had two straight weeks of playing cupcakes where they've dominated across the board. Uh, Alabama with victories against number 14 Miami, which I called a cupcake on purpose, and Mercer. And then Florida's beaten uh, FAU and South Florida as well. Both dominating, both teams scoring like 40-plus points every game almost, so pretty good offenses on that part so i'll turn it over to you guys for a little bit how are we thinking on this matchup does florida have any chance against alabama or is bryce young and the crimson tie just look too dominant this year oh uh, way too dominant i don't think florida has any chance uh at all um the only chance they do have is by putting in uh ar-15 mm-hmm. he's an absolute monster and uh personally think that he's a better runner and passer than Ooh. emory jones is he a he's not a freshman is he or is he like a second year? He's young. He is young. I am not 100% sure on that. Are you talking about the Anthony Richardson guy? Or yeah. who are you talking about? AR-15. Yeah, AR-15. It says he's injured. No, nah, it's because nah. he pulled it. He, like, he tweaked his hammy, but Dem Mullen says he's fine. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I think I think Florida has a chance. But they're going to have to capitalize early if that happens. Mm-hmm. If, if they want to have any chance uh, going down the stretch in this football game, they're going to have to get up by 10 or 14 points early. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think Bama probably ends up covering the spread. And yeah. Bryce Jones and the boys are just too much. Or Bryce Young, my bad. Yeah. Bryce Jones. My bad. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Anthony Richardson's a freshman, yeah, according cool. to ESPN. He's a beast. And, I mean, if you saw what he did last week, his mm-hmm. quarterback rating was oh, yeah. through the roof. Was he 3 for 360 yards, yeah. two touchdowns? I mean, I mean, I mean, you just look at the like, straight-up numbers through two yards, and you just think about, you know, Emory Jones has been their starter for Florida. In two games, Emory Jones is 31 attempts for 264 passing yards, two touchdowns, four picks. He's added on 192 rushing yards, or uh, 275 rushing yards with two touchdowns. But compare that to Anthony Richardson, he's uh, Anthony Richardson has had six throws all season for 192 yards, two touchdowns, 11 rushes for 275 yards, wow. and two touchdowns on top of that. Monster. So it's like it's like you look. I mean, last week against South Florida, right? Richardson or uh, Emory Jones was playing for most of the game and wasn't looking that spectacular. I mean, I mean, we all saw it. He looked kind of okay in the first half, had two big touchdown passes. You know, it's against South Florida, so it's just you know, dinking and dunking, basically. Had two good touchdown throws in the first half. Second half comes, Belt throws a pick six, like, immediately. Then Anthony Richardson came in. Or, no, I'm trying to remember the turn of events. He had, he had he about, he about threw a pick six. It was an interception. Then he about threw another interception. Or they did throw another interception. Then Richardson came in because Dan Mullen was like, I'm having enough of this. Two picks, you're out. Richardson comes in. It's like the first or second play he has, he throws like a 40-yard completion while getting knocked down or something crazy. 
Um, his helmet comes off. Emory Jones come back in, about to another interception in the end zone. Richardson came back in and then had like an amazing game the rest of the game. Like 70-yard passing touchdowns, 70-yard runs. Like He's just like an explosive player. Mm-hmm. And like the stats I said earlier, six, like six attempts for 192 yards over two starts. Like that's, I mean, y'all do the math. What's that averaging up like a percent? Like nineteen divided by six or something. I don't know. It's over like, three. It's like thirty yards a pass, yeah. something insane. But wow. I think Chris, I'll agree with you on this one. I don't think Florida has a chance in this unless Richardson comes to play. And I don't know if they're going to start him or not. I think Dan Mullen's still imminent on starting uh, on starting Emory Jones for this game. But I'll be honest, this game's going to make or break for Emory Jones. I know he's the starter last year, and he's and he's coming into this year not looking like, I mean, looking pretty pretty subpar at best even though they're playing these pretty bad teams so if Emory Jones if he comes out flat against this team they're going to stick Anthony Richard in even oh. even though he's 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 questionable and he's injured right now he's fine Dan Mullen says he's fine he's been practicing like every day like full participant so it's just a matter of checking a box to say he's clear but the I, only the only way I see this working out is two quarterback system mm-hmm. I would love to start Anthony Richardson but he I don't think he can do it all by himself in a at being a freshman I mean, in yeah, a he game is, like this, he's he got to have help. And the I would use Emory Jones, but mm-hmm. not as a traditional quarterback. quarterback. I would put him all over the field, mix it up, that's use what Alabama. I would do. Yeah. And that's what you're going to have to do. Would they be able to, to revamp use. their whole offensive scheme? Just yeah, for, you have to. Which I mean, Dan Mullen can get tricky with yeah, it. I would yeah. bring back he's the jump like that. I would do the jump, jump passes. Pass. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, you got to throw in weird stuff. you got to do... <laughs> All kind of, I mean, this is all right. You're playing we, the number one. We, team that's how I mean, we've beat Alabama. I mean, in general, a lot of the time. you can't beat Alabama straight up. It just no, doesn't happen. We've no. never done it. Yeah. Not, yeah. not in my knowledge. Since you guys I've been when, watching football seriously. When Ohio State played Alabama in the Sugar Bowl and beat them, do you remember um, right before in 2014? Yeah, right before yeah. the halftime, we pulled that fake, um, weird looking like yeah, last I, I, second I know play what you're about, to Michael yeah. Thomas in the end zone. We had a receiver throw it to him. Yeah, and we scored and. You know, you got to do tricky stuff to beat Alabama. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't play. It's hard to go straight up against that team, that coach, and yeah. beat them. It really is. You have to throw in <laughs> stuff that you just haven't seen before. I and love it when Auburn meets Alabama. I'm just thinking <laughs> of some of the memories in my head, and it's, it's bringing back good, exactly. good memories. Well, Liam, before y'all beat Bama, you got to beat Penn State this weekend. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, who said we were going to beat Bama, and who said we're going to beat Penn State? So you're not you're not confident this going in this week. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, y'all y'all cracked cracked the top twenty five. Yeah, you're well, looking we, good. We we're twenty five now. We're twenty two. You've boys. moved up. Yeah. We're on the up, and if we win this week, we'll be like top fifteen, which would Easily. be spectacular for mm-hmm. us. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, I mean, we played Akron and Alabama State. I mean, Bo Nix playing good, but he's. You know, he needs some composure in these big games. It's whiteout and college game day mm-hmm. at State College, Pennsylvania. It's going to be a tough crowd, uh, tough atmosphere to get anything going in. And, I mean, unless we can establish a good running game early and then maybe surprise them with a few decent pass plays late, we're not going to be able to do anything. And, uh, I mean, our defense is looking all right, but... Once again, we played Akron and Alabama State. So, I mean, if they can hold Penn State to maybe 21-28, we might have a shot. Well, the good thing, I think, from what I've seen, well, I haven't really watched any Auburn games, but you haven't really given up many big plays on defense so far, have you? No, I mean, no. We played there you go. Akron. So you can... We've given up 10 points in all, and we've scored 122 in all. The one thing I've looked at is regardless of who you play, if you give up big plays – 
or if you're a bad defense, you will give up big plays regardless of the team that you're going to play. Mm-hmm. Like Ohio State, we we do that year in, year out, and I can tell if our defense is going to be good or not based off big plays on crap teams. But I think the key for y'all winning this game, like you said, establish the run. Bigsby is your heart and soul. And then we got this guy named Jarquez Hunter, something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, he he did way better than Tank Bigsby this last game. Oh, Had go. our longest uh, rushing touchdown in history at 93 yards. Flip him in wow. and out, keep yep. him, keep him uh, energized, keep him going, and uh, just all you need is Bo Nix to manage the game. Don't make any dumb decisions. Yeah. Don't throw picks. Just manage I don't it. have do faith Brady. in him doing that, though. Just throw short passes. Get your, your five yards that you need, and you're good. Just then you get have it done. Bigsby running the other five. That's yeah. what I'm hoping for, but yeah. I don't know. But we could pull that two-quarterback system, too, kind of. We're not as going to be as efficient at Florida as doing it, but T.J. Finley was the quarterback one at LSU, so he's got he some a bigger reps. guy, too? Yeah, he is. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some faith here. Can you guess what Penn State's wideout record is when they play on wideout? This is according to Sports Probably, probably bad because they usually save it for their good games. Yeah. So, and they're usually not I as good as the good the teams. Yeah. yeah. It's 8 and 8. That's 500. They're as good as the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to a wideout game. I mean, I'm dunking go. on my team today. I really am. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, it happens, man. It's how football is. We, uh-huh. can't, we can't discredit what actually happens. No, no. So, I mean, I got some faith in us, but I think we're going to end up losing by six. So what you're saying is when, when Kentucky wins against Chattanooga this weekend, we'll have a better record than y'all, and then we're better by the transit property. By, and you're better than us as well? I think that's, we're better than Ohio State. I we're think that's cl- the associative property, that that's one. The, but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, y'all probably, if y'all have a better record, yeah. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I'm just looking forward to that South Carolina-Kentucky game that I get to go to. I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to be the one blue t- spot in the crowd of Garnett with a bunch of crazy drunk people. It'll be great. There you go. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> no, no, it won't. no, it won't. I'm not gonna be. In, I'm not gonna be in the student section though. So I'm glad I'm. I will. I will be. Carolina game. I will be. I will be alive after the game. I promise. Well, let's um, hope. Yeah. Just don't start any nonsense. Oh, no. if I was in the student section or something, I for sure would. But start I'd for sure get kicked out. No, I'm gonna be on the hopefully behind the Kentucky bench. We'll see. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not touching. I'm. I'm. I'm t- making a. Even if we win or lose, they'll still attack me because they're crazy. They a Gamecock are. fan. Columbia is just a crazy city. I'm just beelining it out. Get 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 to my car. Drive back to to, to Greenwood here, and I'll I'll be fine. Yes, sir. Just if play some a, good all. If it's music. an overtime game, are you staying? Oh no, I'll stay for an overtime game. Yeah, I mean, of course, I'm gonna stay until we win or or lose. Okay. I'm, I'm just loyal. wanted to see if you would stay, even if there's potential to lose. No, it wouldn't be past my bedtime, so I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll shift over to NFL now, um, as we got some time in this segment. Um, we got hit some of these topics, and we got game picks later on. Uh, I showed you all the game picks earlier. I'll just touch on this real quick. Um, don't spoil any, but uh, how are y'all feeling about them? I know Chris was saying in the uh, in the group chat that these were just as tough as last week. Dude, these are tough, man. I don't even know. I don't even know who I'd pick like an easy pick. Oh, uh, dude, of of all the games, uh, I don't want to spoil them because I'll wait till the end. But there was one I pondered for probably thirty minutes on because I was like, I don't know why I wanted to get this one right so bad, but I pondered on it. For, and it's not can even I, like, can I take a guess on which one it is? You can take a guess, yeah. Uh, I won't say the teams. I'll just say, like, first, say, second, say, third. Yeah, say, say on the list. Uh, I'm going to say the one that you pondered on. Uh-huh. I'm thinking either one or three. 
It's one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. those uh, were those the tough ones for y'all too? I think all I'm, of them are tough. I, I, I think I'm pretty confident. I was confident in three of them. The other two, I was very. I said I was gonna go five and zero, but I legit think I could go four and one. I was amazed how all of us made different, pretty different picks last week, and we all still ended up at two and three. Yeah, well, like, you gotta love it. That's that's sports for you, right there. Yeah, I, it, it it was a weird like parallel because of the five games, all three of us agreed on two of them. Yeah, and then of those other three remaining games, each one of them singled one of us out. And so we like, lost, or no, we won the Chargers game, which is yeah. what we all picked. We all picked we that all one, and then we the all lost. Yeah. And then, like, the other three games, like, like one of them was Chris picked one team, and the other two, us two were against him. Yeah. And the other one was Liam picked, the other two were against, and the one I picked, and the other two were against. Yeah. So it was, like, it was completely even. So I guess there was a way we could all finish tied, and that's what ended up happening. Yeah. I told y'all with that Miami pick, I told y'all they were going to win, even though the point. Patriots... The Patriots should have won if uh, they didn't Harris. fumble on the goal line. Yeah, they but bumped. they still won. They won by default, technically. But regardless, we'll shift into NFL. It feels like so long ago, but the Cowboys and Buccaneers opened on Thursday night, and we haven't gotten to talk about it yet. So we'll touch on this one. I know, Chris, Chris, you were so passionate during the game about Zeke yes. getting those rushes. So oh passionate. And it's kind of been, I mean, besides that being a storyline for this game, I mean, if you didn't get to watch it, the Buccaneers won 31-29 to on a classic Tom Brady um, minute uh, scoring drive with uh, with like no timeouts. It, it was heartbreaking. It was whatever. Um, but the Dallas Cowboys lost thirty one to twenty nine. Um, but a lot of the talking points about it have been: was this a good or bad game for Dallas? Because Great. yes, we lost, but you know we looked really good. We 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 kept it toe to toe with the defending Super Bowl champions. Was this a good game for for us? I mean, I'll have a y'all say because I'm obviously biased, and I'll get to what I say later. But one hundred percent. Great game for Dallas. Mm-hmm. Lots of promise. If I were you, yeah. I'd be stoked because you guys have a lot of room to improve and you're keeping it close mm-hmm. with the defending champs who probably will win it again. So I think there's a lot to be happy about as a Dallas Cowboy fan. You make a couple improvements on defense, you get Zeke going. Mm-hmm. Your freaking passing game is out of this world good. Mm-hmm. And I just I just think you guys, as long as you stay healthy, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Dallas Cowboys, top three team in the NFL. Really? I wouldn't go that far. Chris is dropping bombshells these last two weeks. Another quote it. right there. That's man. what we're here for. Top three. Yeah, hey, I'll take it. Here for. Are you saying overall or offense? Because we, I, I get overall. offense. No, oh, I, think y'all are I mean, if we make an extremely bold prediction, you know, we could go viral. Yeah, so as long as you get it right. No one remembers if you get it wrong. Yeah. Right? If you get it right. I called Tom Brady going to the Bucks like forever ago, way before. So I always credit myself for that one. Yeah. 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 Right, I didn't. I didn't say he was going to the Bucks. I was like, the Bucks are a very, <laughs> very, very good option. And Jameson was like, no, he's staying with the Patriots, <laughs> and then I, picked the Patriots to make the Super Bowl that year. I didn't think he was going to go to stay at the Patriots, but I didn't no think one he was did. going to go to the Bucks either. Let's hear it, Liam. All right, above average for the game for the Cowboys. I'll take it. I'll take I mean, no, nah, I mean, y'all had like Chris said, y'all mm-hmm. had a lot of positives, and y'all still have room to improve. If y'all can tidy up a few things, especially on the defensive side of the oh, ball, yeah. y'all will be incredible. And yeah, I'm not going to lie, I, y'all did have. Y'all made uh, Tampa Bay the worst passing defense in the league so far, but y'all do, <laughs> y'all do need to incorporate Zeke a little bit more in that run game to have a well-rounded oh, yeah. offense as well. I mean, this is what I was. T- I mean, me and Chris were having a hot debate on the in the in the group chat. I mean, but what I was saying about Zeke, I mean, Zeke had was eleven rushes or ten for thirty yards. Something. Yeah, it was eleven for thirty-three. Eleven kind for thirty-three. Pathetic. Yeah, he didn't have a lot. And I mean, I, we like I knew going into this game for Dallas, it wasn't going to be a run-centric game. Tampa Bay had. The best, if not one of the best, rushing well, which defense. Which I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, like of like of all of last year, every, it was it's a plain fact you don't run on Tampa Bay, and we were already down Zach Martin, and after we ran with Zeke a couple times in the first uh, first quarter, first half, we were like this ain't working. And I get that we could have incorporated him into the screen game or schemed a way to make his running ability work, 
But with the, with, I mean, the fact of the matter was, Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott were, were were lighting up that secondary last night. And if there's been any, and I said this in the show last week, I think if there was any weak spot for Tampa, it was their secondary. And then especially after um, what's his name, literally like broke his elbow off or whatever happened in the first quarter, like their def or their defense was even weaker going like after the first quarter after our first touchdown. So it's like why not game plan to just light that up, you know? And I didn't, and like what you were saying, Chris, I completely understand. We need to balance our offense more because it was very one-sided. And Dak cannot sustainably throw for 58 times a game. It's like nobody can, let alone even 40 times. Right. Like get him in that 30 to maybe upper 30 range, we'll be fine. And I still think we should be a like we should pass it a lot. We shouldn't be like the run and game managed type offense like right. we used to be. I think with Dak and passing and the air raids, kind of our way to go. But we do. You're right. We do need Zeke to to ma- play a major role in it. And against Tampa, he played a good role as a pass blocking. He's the most he expensive plaque. He's yeah. the most expensive running back pass blocker in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but he did a great job protecting Dak and heads off or hats off to him because that was what the game plan told him to do, and he did it. He executed it very well. Um, I'm hoping against LA this upcoming week we will see Zeke more. I have him on my fantasy team, so I need him to show up a little <laughs> bit more. But um, fingers crossed on that but what i took away from this game like like both of y'all said our offense was spectacular you know Dak prescott 403 yards three touchdowns 101.4 quarterback rating or pass rating, whatever it is amari cooper 139 yards two touchdowns fantasy football beast for liam thank you uh cd lamb as well broke the 100 barrier for a touchdown then we had a bunch of other we had like like seven more receivers and tight ends catch stuff it was it was a great night on offense what bugs me the the wrong way though is that we lost this game how Dallas always seems to lose games, which is where we can't play a complete game on the whole side of the field. And I get that our defense played well, well, well compared to their standards. It's a bend, not break. We didn't get absolutely torched by Brady, even though we really did, but just not as bad as we probably thought we were going to. And we kept it close. They didn't allow blowouts. They forced turnovers when needed. I mean, if Chris Godwin had scored that touchdown to go up like like 10 with like five minutes left, we were game over. But well, they, some of that was just Brady's reading too. His reading abilities, uh-huh. like to Gronk on that one play, was like, yeah. bro. Like, I mean, it's Brady. What do you? What do you I expect? was just top, top tier. So, Hayden, you said that you guys lose the game because of a typical Dallas way to lose. Yeah, I, I little, I can explain it here. Uh, I have it. I was gonna t- say, uh huh. You guys or Tampa won on the typical Tampa way. On a typical, oh, no, typical Tom, Tom Brady, way. Tom Brady way. Yeah, way because Godwin <laughs> pushed off in the end. There is no. Way oh, I thought you were pointing world. towards just the last second drive, no. but no, no, getting a penalty and then not yeah. getting it called—it's a very Tom Brady, Brady win. gets yeah. all the calls, and the like. It's always been if you're gonna beat Brady, you have to go in there and beat the crap out of him because if it's close, it's gonna go his. If way. you want to beat Brady, you gotta beat two teams. You gotta beat yes. the football team and, and the, the officiating team. Yep. It, I mean, I mean, even like the offensive the the OPI call that wasn't called that didn't even get to me because I was already like as soon as we kicked that field goal and we didn't like waste more time I was like we're losing <laughs> and it, like if you if you have me on Twitter I was literally tweeting I was like I'm about to be heartbroken aren't I and I was like yep I was right yep I was right because even even with like a minute 20 left with three or with no timeouts Tom Brady still just drove it straight down the field and, and kicked a field goal and I was like what, what are you gonna do I was like it's an awful way to lose but at least I mean, it's like I said last week. I was like, as long as we can lose this with some dignity, I'll be happy. Right. Like, we didn't get blown out. We, we played a close game, even closer than I thought. I thought this would be – I would be happy to keep it, with, keep it within 10, keep it, it single was, digits. It was in Tampa, but we right? had, Yeah, it was in Tampa. And we had a go. chance to win the whole thing. So yeah. I was very happy. But what I said before, Chris, about losing this in a typical Dallas way, this, this, is, this is what I've mainly been looking at. Because mm-hmm. look at the game stats and the team stats after this game. Dallas had more first downs than Tampa. Right. We were better on third down efficiency. We were over 50% on third down. We gained like a hundred more yards than Tampa. 
We had less turnovers, one compared to four. We had like two thirds of the time possession. We had like 50 less penalty yards, and we still lost the game. <laughs> I think there's a couple of those in there that it's the first time a team's ever done that and won. Like, yeah. like that's how Dallas, that's how we lose. That's how we always lose. I think there was the same kind of stat line last year when we played like the Falcons, but it was like the other way around. It was like the Falcons beat us in every statistical opportunity, but we still won. It's like the same way. And I feel like those little kinks are what we've got to work out. And the main problem that I see with those stats is that in the red zone, in the 20-yard line, the Cowboys were 1 of 4 when it came to getting a touchdown. Yeah. And with some of those, like, even not scoring a touchdown, we missed some of the field goals. So it's like, we didn't score a touchdown, and we missed the field goal. And we missed an extra point, point, which we would have won the game if Greg Zerlon could kick it straight. And then, meanwhile, Tampa scored on touchdowns on three of their five red zone attempts. Not everybody can be Daniel Carson, bud. Yeah. (laughs) Not anyone can be uh, Rodrigo Blankenship or any of those. Hot Rod you know the goats but uh that i mean that's what stuck out to me the most about dallas i think i think overall it was a great game i'm very optimistic going into la next week and then even after la's our toughest game for like the next month we got like carolina and philly although philly looked pretty hot last week too nah, we, i don't know man they played atlanta atlanta's on the decline they're one of the worst teams in the nfl and still atlanta or philly decline. Atlanta. atlanta yeah philly's gonna be a good team i mean I think, yeah i think they they surprised me they got a little bit of pizzazz because they got the Heisman winner on that team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he and Jalen Hurts have had a little little stuff before mm-hmm. too. So, well, well, like I mean, Dallas played great, obviously, but I'll shift to this, which is kind of the other thing. How do we feel about Tampa? Because you come in after the Super Bowl, being a great rushing team, team with one of the best defenses in the league. Your defense played awful against Dallas. Your rushing attack was as bad as Zeke's. So is there any worry about Tampa for the rest of the season? Or is it just kind of like no, you played winning. a good team they're on winning. an opening night? They're going to the Super Bowl and probably winning. You, you are letting the the best team with the best players who are all returning from the previous Super Bowl championship winning season come back and let them perfect their craft even more. Mm-hmm. And maybe even added a few little pieces that can fit yeah. into some of the holes that they may have had. Yeah, and they're which just, yeah. Uh, they didn't really have, but no, you're good. But, uh, you know, I mean, if they clean up, I told Chris this, and that's because I'm an Auburn player hater because Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean are two starting DBs. Uh, if they can clean up a little bit of their stuff, mm-hmm. granted they played the best receiving core in football, yeah. uh, you know, they'll be spectacular. Yeah, for what, sure. what, I'll, what I'll say like with, with, uh, with Tampa is that, you know, yeah, they had a good rushing attack last year. It wasn't really there for Dallas. They had a good defense. It wasn't really there for Dallas, blah, blah, blah. But what you can take into the fact was, you know, they still won. And so what it shows about Tampa, and which it's kind of like a trademark of really good teams, is that you can win in any way possible. You can win in a shootout. You can win in a defensive battle. You can win when your defense doesn't play good at all. Like, you can win in multiple different ways. And the fact that Tampa could pull this out, even though it wasn't in the typical way they did last year, it shows that they can win in multiple ways. And so that's the trademark of a good team. It shows that, the, I mean, with Tom Brady at the helm, they're going to get themselves straight. Like, like you, you, don't, you don't play bad with Tom Brady as your quarterback because no. he'll chew you out, like, big time. So they'll get it right for the next couple of weeks, and they'll be a great team. They're going to contend for the Super Bowl again this year. They'll be a threat to repeat, and uh, we'll wait and see. I mean, I mean, for my sake, I hope to do bad because then it's just one less contender for us in the NFC. Sure. But uh, now we got to deal with Tom Brady in the conference, so it's, it's, his, it's his or nothing pretty much the whole way through. I would be a little scared. I mean, the one thing that that guy's missing is an undefeated year. Yeah, and that's what, that's the only reason he's probably. That's <laughs> the, the one thing anymore. he has to check off his box. I, I mean, if that seven. guy's got something on his mind, he's probably gonna do it. Yeah, so I would be scared. 
for the rest of their schedule. Dak, Dak said after the game, we'll see you again. So, uh, oh, they definitely will. Fingers crossed we see him again. Yeah. Dak made a I, – I, I like the conference, buddy, but uh, we ha- that means we're either making it to the championship game or we got to be unlucky enough to face him in the wild card round. Ooh. And I don't know if I want either of those. <laughs> NFC championship game, Dallas – uh, rematch versus Tampa. I yeah. like that. Hey, I like the sound of that. I don't, I will, I've, it'd be good for television. God, probably television would, be would good go for Dallas. That'd be, that would get more ratings than the Super Bowl. I I seriously would contend with that. It would get more ratings than the Super Bowl. I like it. it I depends. think. You know what? Commercials play a big deal in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Calling it right now. Uh huh. Dallas Tampa rematch. An NFC? NFC championship game. Really? What'd you What'd you say in the in the way too early predictions last year? Uh, Tampa, Green Bay, and after that first game, <laughs> going to replace them with Dallas. Well, a good lead into that one, I have on our list for the biggest surprise and disappointments of the season, or of, of week one, and uh, we got about like eight minutes left in this in this segment, so we can fly through this, but uh, Green Bay, <laughs> biggest disappointment. Terrible. Jeez. And I said good things about Aaron Jones before the preseason. And, and Devontae. I'm, and I'm Big Tay Adams guy. I don't think I said anything good about Aaron Rodgers. Of course, he's been... You know, wishy-washy with that program, but Jiminy Crickets losing to Jameis Winston, yeah, like he did. Oh my God! I mean, look, Derek. I had, I had, Jameis. like, I put pick out your biggest surprise. <laughs> I, had to do it. I said pick out your biggest surprise and disappointment, and for this point, I picked the Packers. Did y'all pick the same thing? Or? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, was, I think I literally put on my paper. I was like, this should be everybody's answer, but the Green Bay Packers. Ridiculous. Well, I had two. Yeah. Green Bay and then Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Well, that one tugs at your heartstrings a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's because it was, it was, there was hype, and then it just all came crumbling oh, down so when people realized how bad Irvin Meyer is a coach. Ooh, I wouldn't go that far. He looked – they looked lost. Yeah, but against, I mean – Against Houston. They still – we all know this. They need more pieces on both sides of the football. It's not necessarily Urban's fault. It's been going on hey. since – the AFC Championship <laughs> years and years ago. Other than Miles Jack, yeah. Can you guys name me a player on Jacksonville's defense? No, we talk about this Josh every Allen. time. And, and your Kentucky boys. <laughs> I know the Kentucky Josh yeah. Allen. Um, besides that, everybody who was good has been shipped away. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jalen Ramsey, Yannick and Dockway, they're all gone. Uh, Calais yeah. Campbell. Calais Campbell. Yep. AJ Bouye. <laughs> Give me another one. Yeah, I mean, they're they're all shipped off and gone. Gone. It's mm. pretty bad. Gone. Mm. Everything mm. we had gone. <laughs> um. But I mean, obviously, Green Bay is the biggest yes. disappointment. Like, obviously, I At mean, t- Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, fifteen to twenty-eight, one hundred and thirty-three yards, two picks. I mean, you should have pulled him. None of the receivers played well. None of none of the, the rushing attack was non-existent. It was just a poorly poor game. The interceptions were one hundred percent his fault. He underthrew, overthrew his receivers for Aaron Rodgers. I will give hats off to Jameis Winston, though. I mean, or Jameis, however we want to say it now. No, um, let's, let's say Jameis from now on. Jameis. I just did that to catch Chris off guard. Yeah, Jameis Winston, 14 of 20, 148 yards, five TDs added on 37 rush yards. I mean, the numbers, I mean, besides the touchdowns, the yards 148 isn't too impressive, but that's what it needs to do, you know? You don't make mistakes. You be efficient. You throw five touchdown passes out of your 14 completions. That's pretty efficient, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. That's and you just, beat, yep. you just beat a team that was, like, one play away from making the Super Bowl last year. Granted, it was probably the worst game Aaron Rodgers has played in his entire life, or at least in the last decade, it seems. Yeah. But you just beat that team, and now you have that under your belt in case there's a tiebreaker coming up with playoff time. So, good for the Saints. I mean, disappointment for the Packers. I don't I mean... The fans' implications were awful for those. Yeah. Poor people. Poor me. Who had Aaron Jones and Zeke on my team this week? Yeah. Uh, it was just poor. I do have a question. Yeah. Do y'all think? Now I know this is a long shot. Probably not. But do you think Aaron Rodgers is playing bad, so that they can trade him? There's people who are saying he's he's throwing. 
I don't know if he is. It I is. could be, but I, I mean. That pass he I made c- to Devontae where he threw the pick and it was like three yards behind him. Yeah. I was thinking. I what? couldn't I couldn't imagine he's that big of like I an mean, absolute. I'm thinking like, yeah, quarterbacks are playing to like they're 45 nowadays apparently. But he's not. I can't see I, I don't Aaron think he's throwing. having that much yeah. left in his tank to like have a lot of drive to go somewhere else. I mean, where else? I mean, there's a few teams that need a quarterback, but there's none that have pieces that Aaron will be like, oh, yeah, I want to go there because I could work with some good players and some good staff. Yeah. I mean, which half of that may be true for some of these, but I'm not like, oh, yeah, it's not like a perfect system like Tom ended up making. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but for biggest, we'll hit this biggest surprise of week one, who'd y'all have written down? Um. I think Eagles surprised me. That's who I had too. Yeah, they came out in what, what, thirty, thirty-six? Um, no, nah, it, it was a little, it wasn't that lopsided, I think. But with the Eagles, for me, what what stuck out to me was that you know everybody's been saying this is a Dallas Washington football team division, and Eagles have been oh, it was thirty-two to six. I thought Atlanta got double digits, but oh well. Um, I thought it was a thirty-two to six game, or I thought the Eagles were not going to be that good, and they ended up pulling it out. And uh, and showing even the Falcons have a bad defense. I mean, the offense looked electric with Jalen Hurts, twenty-seven to thirty-five, two hundred sixty-four yards, three touchdowns. Miles Sanders had over a hundred yards. Monte Smith and Jalen Rager got in the mix a lot. Defense played pretty well. They got a tough schedule coming up with the Niners, Cowboys, Chiefs, Panthers, and Bucks. But uh, I think the Eagles played well beyond our expectations. So they're my surprise so far. Yeah, I would say it was probably a toss-up for me between. Cardinals and Eagles. Yeah, and Cardinals came out hot. For me, Super for hot. me, I'm gonna say the Cardinals. I mean, their offense looked clicking already, and uh, uh-huh. I mean, Jones, my yeah. God. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we who picked? Did you and me pick the Titans, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, we got embarrassed. <laughs> that was that was it. good job, Liam. Yeah, I mean, I said on the show, I was like, I'm fine with picking the only team that's gonna I, win. I, I knew the Titans' defense was bad. I didn't think they were gonna come out that flat week. I didn't. I didn't either. To be fair, I mean, I thought it was gonna be a lot. I thought it was gonna be a close game. Twenty five yeah. point game. Yeah, but I mean, I also expected with Julio Jones coming in and AJ Brown getting some more uh, some more leadership from him, mm-hmm. I would have thought they would have had a little bit more firepower on offense too. Let alone yeah. some guy named Derrick Henry. But they had a very dismal game. Yeah, I yeah. What happened there. So I mean, there's a lot they need to fix somewhere on that offense as well. Yep. Yeah, we'll look into it. Um, we get we'll get into the Rams and some more NFC West talk. We're gonna go into a quick break now, guys. Um, if you're not following us, following us on the podcast channels. Please follow us there. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts, and everywhere else your typical podcast can be found. Just look up Off the Bench, and you can find us. That is Off the Bench with spaces in between. Look us up there, and you can see all episodes from this season, the past two seasons, and everything as well. Check us out there again. That is at Off the Bench with spaces in between it on all your major podcasting platforms. But we're going to go another song break, and we'll be right back talking some more NFL stuff. And we are back here on Off the Bench. My name is Hayden Joyner, joined with Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley. Yo, yo. The Cardinals had a great game we were talking about, but now it looks like the NFC West is wide open. Every single team in the NFC West and the AFC West actually took W's this past weekend. Um, and we got listed on the show notes. Um, the Rams especially will highlight them. Huge night on Sunday Night Football against the Bears, winning 34-14. to Matthew Stafford in his, uh, in his Rams debut had a, I mean, it's just straight up amazing game. I think he got the NFC Player of the Week or Offensive Player of the Week award for the NFL. Something something nice like that. He was 20 of 26, 321 yards, three touchdowns at 89.9 QBR. 
Um, and in his first career start, he set career highs in passer ratings and yards per attempt while playing for the Rams. And I think, I think a lot of us said this, and I mean, a ton of people knew this going in. This was a W for the Rams when they got Stafford. Like, we knew this was going to elevate his offense. Well, and, I mean, he's more experienced than Jared Goff mm-hmm. was, even though I'm not going to discredit Jared Goff. He did pretty good with what he had. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, we were expecting more out of him to consistently get better. But Matthew Stafford was already already there. Yeah. Already had reached what I would say was his maximum potential with the Lions. Yeah. Especially since Megatron has been long gone. And uh, now we're getting to see him play with some younger receivers that are uh, that are hungry and ready to rock. Yeah, there's only so much you can do at Stafford with what the Lions will give you. I mean, they're like a, one of the bottom four franchises in the last two decades for uh, a reason. I would say. Yeah. What I found funny is Stafford in the game on Sunday night, he had two passing touchdowns of 50-plus yards, which is as many as Jerry Goff had all of last year. So he had a great he had a great opening, and it really brought the Rams' offense over the top. I mean, first first possession, they had, like, two plays and then hit, like, a 74-yard bomb to, to Van Jefferson, like, or 64, whatever. Massive play. I mean, they played phenomenal, the Rams did. Cooper Cup had a bunch of catches, Robert Woods. Van Jefferson, like I just said, they made a bunch of plays. And then on the defensive side as well, um, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald dominated as their typical, being both of them arguably the best player at their position, especially for Aaron Donald. So the Rams, I mean, what the Rams are scary this year, I think a lot of people are already having them in their top five, top three in power rankings, basically. Because, I mean, this is one of the best rosters in football. They have a, I mean, their defense is phenomenal. Like I just said, Jalen Ramsey is arguably the best cornerback. Aaron Donald is the best overall defensive yeah, player the yeah. league has seen in the last decade. Um, yeah, I got it right that time. Yes, sir. Um, but, and then their offense is full of a bunch of really good receivers. Nothing, no star power, but they got a bunch of good B-plus receivers. Uh, their rushing attack's always imaginative, and uh, Sean McVay can always scheme that team very well. And then now with the addition of Matthew Stafford, they just have a very, very good core for their whole team. So people are picking very high. I picked them to make the Super Bowl before the season started back in uh, back in April. So I'm sticking to that. I'm happy with them. But uh, what was y'all's thoughts going in on Sunday night for them? Um, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, I think I, I think they're a good team, like you said. Um, personally, I'm not too high on the Rams as the season continues. Don't really think Matthew Stafford is a what I would consider winning quarterback. I think he's good. I think he's talented at what he does. But when push comes to shove and it gets down to the end, there's just no chance that uh, you could tell me that the Rams and Matthew Stafford are going to beat Tom, uh, Tom Brady. Buccaneers team I don't just don't think it's gonna happen because Matthew Stafford at the end of the day is gonna be Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. I mean, he was carried for most of his career because of Megatron without Megatron Matthew Stafford is not who he is I mean he Hot just take. threw the ball up and you got a six foot five guy who runs a four three who's gonna go up and get anything you throw at him I mean uh-huh. he's got he's getting quadruple defended he's gonna catch the ball nine times out of ten Liam looks intrigued well I'm I'm gonna agree with him I mean, oh, I don't okay. think Matthew Stafford personally you know he's a good quarterback but he's not like top six or top eight yeah. what you're what you're looking for to if you want to be really uh really a competitor when it comes to Super Bowl time and uh I mean I'm not saying like you know Josh Allen is a guy like that either even though I picked the bills but uh you know they got a lot of the pieces they're starting to mesh together really well but I'm not as high on them as you know a lot of these people are out mm-hmm. there uh I mean, they're going to experience some bumps in the road. That's just that's just sports for you, and you know we'll see if they handle those bumps really well and like, you know, only lose by three compared to losing by fourteen. You know, that's going to make them a better team, mm-hmm. and it'll end up giving them some longevity to their postseason. Yeah, which... I mean, I mean, they didn't they didn't play completely perfect. Chris, did you want to know something? 
I was just gonna say I think a better team in that in their within their own division is the Cardinals. Yeah, personally. I mean, I mean, what I have like like I'd say they're about neck and neck. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they all. I mean, the Rams play great, and a bunch of the NFC West teams play great as well. For the Rams, you know, I, I mean, I th- I agree with you on Matthew Stafford to to a point. I think he's top twelve in this league. You know. Maybe top ten, depending on, on on his on his good days. Yeah, I mean he played he played great he played great in his in his debut for the Rams, and that offense can, cer- can certainly be a place he can thrive in, especially I mean Definitely. compared to his days in Detroit. Yeah. So, but but for the whole team, you know, they played they played very well. I mean that was just the overall thing. They did they did come out a tad slow. They kicked a couple field goals when they should have had touchdowns. I think they had like a twenty two yard field goal instead of going for it for the touchdown. So a little bit of things there, but they were playing the Bears, so you, you don't have to take every risk possible. You're gonna Well see that's the thing too. I mean the Bears still got a lot to work on as well. Mm-hmm. I mean I say that with sounds like almost every team, but, I mean, but you got, it's, when you're, it's true. When you're starting Dalton over fields, you're gonna have something to work on. Yeah. Another thing. I mean y'all saw that game. Did what <laughs> I mean, what do you think? When when is it time? So ink scoop. It's time now. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's time now for you know I mean, Andy Dalton, he got he had ample amounts of time in Cincinnati. Granted, they weren't the best, but they weren't the worst. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like a mediocre quarterback, mm-hmm. you know. Probably, yeah. you know, could be better half the league some weeks, could be worse half the league some weeks. Kind of like a Kirk Cousins yeah, type guy? Yeah, exactly like a Kirk Cousins type yeah. of guy. And then, I mean, he had the better part of the season last year to work on some things with some dang good with offensive good pieces players. around him. Yeah. And now he's in Chicago with Allen Robinson's his only bet really. To, yeah, he's pretty good though. I mean he's yeah. he's good, but Did you see what they limited to him to in his routes? To Robinson, yeah. what they limited? I didn't see. He he didn't run a route longer than ten yards. The whole it's, game. It's, ooh, is that not trusting Andy Dalton then? No, they're not. They're no. like, you can't throw a deep, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> We're not letting you. And Matt, I mean Matt, Matt Nagy, if he's making that calls, it's whatever. I feel like, I mean, he was regarded as a really good coach back in like 2016 when they went 2016, 17 when they were really good. The Bears were, but I feel like he's fallen down the last couple of years. He just hasn't been making the decisions. I mean, even this not starting fields right now, that's a bad decision. And yeah. I, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I'd imagine because I would have if Fields was announced a starter, I'd see it. Like, it'd be on social media, and I haven't seen any of that. So I'd imagine Dalton's going into the starting role against the Bengals this upcoming yep. week. I would think so. And I mean, I still think that Chicago has a decent defense. And, I mean, but Matthew Stafford, I mean, he's starting to finally get a mm-hmm. group of good players instead of just one guy at a time. And uh, so, I mean, that that proposed a challenge for Chicago defense, but they definitely got a lot of things to work on. But I don't know, man. Hopefully Justin Fields is not going to just sit there and rot on the bench like some of these <laughs> younger guys we've That's seen in the sure. past. Yeah, well, with the Rams, I mean, in this NFC West, who's coming? Who's even going to come out of it? I know y'all were touching on the Cardinals earlier, but we also have the Seahawks in there as well. And you have the 49ers who looked pretty hot against Detroit, even though it was the fourth quarter they let they let them make a little comeback there. But they still looked pretty good on their offense, even though they just lost Raheem Mostert. To an injury, season ending, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so. it was. They signed Carryon Johnson to the practice squad. Oh He's boy, in it to win it, boys. Yes, sir. Uh. But with this NFC West, I mean, how are we? Who's coming out of this? Like, I mean, I know it's it's week one. It's overreactions, uh, overreaction is, week, but it is. But I I think this is one where we usually see two teams come out of there. One for the wild card. I think we'll see it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say Rams and. Uh, and probably Seahawks, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm high on the Cardinals, but 
they usually tend to fade a little yeah. bit. I mean, Russell Russell will keep you in it with the Seahawks. They're oh. always going to be a contender. And I mean, and let's not forget he's got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, who are both yeah. very reliable receivers. And if they can just pipe up that offensive line like he's needed in yeah. the past, you I mean, know. And the Cardinals looked as electric last year. I mean, they. I mean, they, Cardinals played great against the Titans, better yeah. than they played last year. But they still looked very good last year as well. And then they fell off at the end of the year and ended up losing the playoff spot to the Bears. Yeah, they always seem to falter to me, no matter if it's Kyler Murray or been in the past with whoever it was but uh mm-hmm. i mean i think we'll see we could see the cardinals join them in the playoffs this year too but i mean i think someone some maybe the panthers even might get that other wild Ooh. card spot i think it's a very very tough the best division in, in the nfl yeah. for sure yeah i would 100%. agree i mean you could pick any four of those teams and it wouldn't be a bad decision because they're all good now i'm basing this off of what i've seen and I would say the Rams, just because, like you said, talent all around the field, it's going to stay that way for a while, unless some big injuries happen. But they're probably up there. And I like the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think that this year's a little bit different. They got a guy who can lead their team. And uh, to me, not, it's not Kyler Murray. J.J. Watt. Really? Great guy. How did he play last I mean, week? Don't forget you got Larry Fitz over there, yeah, too. Yeah, and you got Fitzgerald. You got two veterans who know how to keep everybody in line, keep everybody focused on the main goal. Yeah, incredible and people who exactly. are passionate about the game. And Chandler Jones obviously doesn't age either because that dude just came out hot five yeah. sacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, no, I'm I mean, impressed. He's, he's already going to win the sack competition. Getting, I mean, that's giving him such a head start over everybody yeah, else. It really exactly. is, yeah. So, I mean, I like um, the Cardinals. I mean, it all depends on – I. the one thing I don't like is the coaching. That's the one thing I'm not high on. I think Pete Carroll's a better coach. Mm. I think um, Sean McVay's a better coach. And I think that uh, Kyle Shanahan? Shanahan's a better coach than Cliff, King, Cliff Kingsbury. But I mean, which we'll I see. think he'll get there one day, though. Yeah. I mean, he's still I mean, I feel, 30 I think, something. I, I, think I think Cliff is like, he's probably, I mean, maybe not upper half of the league, but like upper two thirds of the league, right? Yeah. He's not like, he's not awful. It's just, you know, the other coaches in his division are all like, They've all been to a Super Bowl, yeah. and they've all. Well, I, don't know, I don't know if Shanahan or McVay ever won one on like a staff, but I know Pete Carroll's won one, and oh, Shanahan yeah. and McVay have at least been to one. Yeah, so yeah. Cliff Kingsbury is in a very. I mean, the whole division, just staff players, it's an elite division. Like, it is. And I'm personally not high on Garoppolo, and I don't think Trey Lance is going to do anything crazy. In the hey, Trey game. Lance's first pass in the NFL was a touchdown. I get it. Man. He's good. They didn't need they didn't need Garoppolo to make that Super Bowl run. Nah. That was a, that was in despite in despite of Garoppolo. So I don't. Yeah. I mean, as long as they even with Raheem Mostert out, they got the the other the the backup looked really good last week. I can't remember who it is, but he's now like the hot waiver wire out on fantasy. Mitchell. Yeah, I yeah, Mitchell. Know. I think you're right. I picked up Melvin Gordon and uh, Gronk, and I'm he looked trying. Good. I need to pick up Debo Samuel. He looked good. Too. Yeah. In our league? Yeah. Thanks for telling me. Hopefully I'm ahead of you in the in the, in the waiver order. I don't think so. If nah. you won, uh, I lost. So I have no I, I never know how the yeah, waiver Yeah, Liam scored works. the least amount of points, so he's yeah. probably gonna no. be in the first one. I was so mad I was gonna lose because I was like, I'm scoring elite numbers, but of course I played the only other team that's like as good offensively or like was playing as good last week as mine, which was yeah. your dad, Chris. And uh still I, I, Darren Waller saved me. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you, D Wall. You did good. I'm just gonna go ahead and pick up Debo Samuel while I'm talking about it. Yeah, I mean you can get him right now. I think the, the the waiting time's over. We'll shift into game picks now, guys, to end out of the show. We got about twenty minutes left. Game picks. We got some five tough games this week. We all came out even at two and three last week. Uh Jameson never texted me back, so he doesn't have a record. <laughs> Bruh. So uh, Bruh. 
I'll tell you this. This I texted him like uh, uh, come on, yeah. I think it was it was Wednesday night. I texted him about um, I was like, yo, you want to do game picks this year? Let me know and I can send you this stuff, whatever. And he didn't reply until like eleven o'clock on Thursday, which all he sent it was it was literally a minute after the Cowboys lost, and he just sent the word "yo," <laughs> and that was it. That that's all I've gotten from him. So. Wow, Jameson. <laughs> wow, J Money. Expected, expected. Um, but we'll start with Chris. Should we start with you or Liam this time? Or should we start with me? We start with Chris last week. No, nah, let's yeah. start with you while I'm figuring out right. this Debo Samuel nonsense. Start with, you as in me or in Chris? Me? Okay. Yeah. All right. First game, this is the one I pondered the longest on. I figured this was Raiders good. at Steelers. Both teams had a surprise victory week one. Steelers knocking off the Bills in a defensive battle. Was that in Buffalo or in, in, in Pittsburgh? Uh, I can't remember. Give me point. Buffalo. Wow, yeah. Bills Mafia. And then, the, and then the Raiders in their new stadium, Allegiant Stadium in L.A., beat the Ravens on... It's surprising we didn't talk about it on the show, but that was one of the most chaotic fourth quarter overtimes I've seen in a long time. Zay Jones, my boy. That was a great game as well. Lamar Jackson fumbling it was like going up and down on people's fantasies, like making them lose and stuff. It was was a chaotic game. It was great to watch on social media and stuff. And the Eli Manning, Peyton Manning broadcast, if you all saw that, it was fantastic. That was great. Um, So both teams coming off a very good win. Whichever team's going to start 2-0 is yet to be decided. This one one was a tough game for me. I couldn't decide. I, I wanted to go... I didn't know what way to fall. I mean, basically, I mean, I mean, looking at the way they played, Steel Curtain 2.0 in Pittsburgh. T.J. Watt leading that defense. They played great. He had two sacks, five quarterback hits. They, I mean, that defense is going to lead them to wins this year. It Their is. offense. I mean, you got the TikTokers running routes. You got you got the potato behind center. You got a bunch of dudes just. <laughs> Najee Harris. You got Najee Harris who didn't do anything apparently um, yeah that O-line struggled a little bit yeah the t- the offense is, is iffy but the defense will bring them games I mean I mean Super Bowl contender Buffalo they they held them down to like nothing so it was a good good win for the Steelers their defense looked phenomenal as well with the Raiders their offense looked great against Baltimore who has a pretty good defense themselves they were able to light it up I feel like the Raiders always pull out these these weird wins every year. They beat the Chiefs last year, like they fourth. always like do. they always have it's one. So typical, yeah. Of them. Um, Carr, uh, four hundred and thirty five yards, two touchdowns. Like I said earlier, Darren Waller was fantastic. Hunter Renfro was catching passes all the time. This is going to be a good game. I was debating hard on this one, but I'm going to take in a low scoring game because it's Pittsburgh. I'm taking the Raiders here on the road. Mm. Ooh. I think it's controversial, but Ooh. I'm taking a gamble. I'm say. taking a gamble. I like their offense. That's what you got to do if you want to beat us. About y'all, because y'all are just duh. no, no, just in general, like yeah. you know, if you want to beat someone in betting or whatever, you have to be bold. Yeah. You have to yeah. be bold. If you just go yeah. safe the whole time, it's just yeah, you're gonna come out five hundred at best. Yeah, and it makes it fun if you take the bold guy, because it's even hype if you win, and it's just ah, if you lose. Yeah. So I'm taking the Raiders this one. We'll see, Chris. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna build off of you, and after uh, I, I have to probably go with. Um, Probably the exact opposite. I'm going to go with the Steelers at home. <laughs> yeah, I'm also picking the Steelers. All right, we'll see what happens. They, 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 just, they, got, they got a little too much, and it being in Pittsburgh, first home game, you know. They just know how to win. A lot I mean, of fans. They did it last yeah. year. Yeah. No one expected it. They'll prob- I mean, they'll probably win. It. I'll be disappointed. It's whatever. It's whatever. Um, <laughs> second game of game picks, the 49ers visiting Philly and the Eagles. Both electric offenses last week. Jalen Hurts looked really good. And uh, and the 49ers, until they gave up like the 20 point lead to, to the Lions just in garbage time, did the 49ers still look excellent? Um, they were running all over the Lions. Who is winning this one in Philly? I will, I guess I'm going first. So I can't even ask the question. Um, <laughs> I'm picking the 49ers to win this and a somewhat high scoring game. I have 32 24 written down. I thought their offense looked good. I still don't like the Eagles, so I'm not going to really pick them for this one. And the 49ers are, they have Super Bowl aspirations this year. The Eagles are just rebuilding. 
I think the four. I mean, come on, Liam. I don't think the 49ers. They're not. I mean, I don't think they're going to make it. But them themselves are like, we commit Super Bowl because it's like we have we're back from the injuries. We have the same team similar that we had in 2018 or 19, whenever they made it. So they have the ask. They have the aspirations to make it. So they're going to be playing hard in Philly. I want Philly to get that loss so Dallas can win. Win hopefully later, and uh, we can we can tie them up in the division. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'm going with the 49ers. Um. This is a tough game for me as well. I it's hard not to listen to the great Tony Romo when he predicts things. Yeah, and he said the Eagles are going to be a really good team this year. Mm-hmm. But I think he did one of that. their ways to finding themselves and being a good team is a close loss to the 49ers at home. I think the 49ers were good last year. They were still a good team that could win any game mm-hmm. with all the injuries that they had. And now they got them back. And now they got them oh, all back. Besides Mostert. <laughs> yeah. And 49ers win. All right. Philly. The 49ers are favored, but I'm picking Philly. Oh, who? Yeah, I mean, I just think I just Jalen Hurts clicked well first week, which just gave him the confidence he needed, yeah. and he's going to continue to need in that atmosphere. He's finally got a receiver that's not garbage in Devontae Smith, even though I don't know what his stats were. I know Jalen played well. He played I, well. I have it... Uh... If you want the 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 benefit, yeah, of the enlighten, doubt. enlighten me a yeah. little bit. Oh no, I don't have it. I just have Devonte Smith and Jalen Rager got in the mix. I didn't write. That. He he had That's like fine. he had like ninety something yards. Yeah, I mean, yeah. which is good. Yeah, it was I like mean, seven catches for, for like a Philadelphia receiver. So, uh, and I mean, the jersey sales for Jalen Hurts went up five hundred percent, which that. is the biggest one day spike uh, football fanatics has ever had. So more than Tim Tebow. Yeah, I swear that's. I saw something on the gram today that said that was the biggest one day spike they've ever had. Wow. So you know Philadelphia's got a lot of hype now for the first time in what seems like a while. So I think they're going to carry that onto the field and uh, they're going to beat the Forty ers All righty, uh, game number three. We got the Orange versus the Orange Bengals at the Bears. Joe Burrow coming off their overtime win against the Vikings, which was just honestly a real scrappy-looking game. It wasn't the best. Very scrappy. Wasn't, I think that's a really good word to describe it as scrappy. It was. But um, or, Battle of the Oranges, Dalton is still the starter for the Bears, as we know now. Basically, my presumption is if Dalton's the starter, they're losing. And if Fields is in, they have a chance. I'm going with the Bengals here. I think Joe Burrow will bounce back. The Bears The Bears defense is good. It's. It's. I feel like it's, you know, you got Khalil Mack in there, but they're, they're, they're still, like, they're finding their way. I think just as long as Andy Dalton's in there, I mean, he didn't look hot at all against the Rams. They have a good defense, too. But I'm going to go with the Bengals here with Joe Burrow on the road. I picked all road teams so far, but uh, I'm going with, with them as well. We'll see. But, yeah, good on good on Burrow. He's going to take a dub. Go 2-0. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think the Bengals are the better team, better quarterback, a little bit more little mm-hmm. boxy. Their, their offense, their offense yeah, is going to click. I think Jamar Chase a good week one, but yeah. I think they'll click a little bit more. Him and yeah, Tyler Boyd sure. will get involved. And Mixon's a great running back who can. Yeah, Mixon can... looked. I mean, despite all the hate he gets on fantasy, he looked pretty good last week. Oh, yeah. He had freaking like twenty nine carries or something. Yeah, they're going to run redonkulous. him. He's their freaking workhorse. So yeah. I think uh, I think this is what the Bears need to make a good decision. <laughs> and yeah. with this loss at home to the Bengals, who was a who were a terrible team last year. Yeah, they'll wake up, wake up call. Like yeah, put fields wake up in. Call and it's just time to be to done put in fields. And it's what Matt Nagy needs because he can say, okay, yeah, now, it would now make, I can do it. Make the decision for him. Yes. Yeah, Leo. I, I wanted to pick the uh, the, Bears, the Bears, Bears just just because y'all didn't pick them, but I think I'm going to stick with <laughs> it's, my it's original. Smart to be safe. It's my original safe. gut with the Bengals. I think. I mean, Joe Mixon, you know, like you said, workhorse. Joe Burrow, he's on my fantasy team. I need him to do work this week to beat Chris's dad. 
Uh, and you I have mean, Joe Burrow starting a six-man league? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. No. There, there's not like like Lamar or uh, Lamar's on my bench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I'll trade you Russell Wilson for somebody. Nah, dog. I I like my. All right. I, I like the I gamble. Like my, I, I like my Lamar and my Joe Burrow. I respect mm, the hustle. Okay. I respect it. Yeah. So I mean, I got him starting this week, and I think T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, uh, uh, Tyler Boyd, and C.J. Uzama are low key a pretty good core yeah, all the way bad. around. Not bad. So uh, yeah, they're not bad, but they're not great, and uh, so I I think they'll be able to squeak mm-hmm. Chicago by. All right. Seven or so. Last two games, I got my Cowboys visiting L.A. against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Both these teams came out to a really hot start. Um, Chargers, you can say hot, but they were playing the Washington football team, one of the best defenses. Uh, They didn't have to play against the Beard, but they did have to play against the GOAT, Tyler Haneke, for a little bit there. And they looked pretty good. Didn't do bad. The Chargers squeaked out the win in Washington. Meanwhile, we talked about the Cowboys earlier. Lost to the defending Super Bowl champ Buccaneers, but also looked very promising in that aspect as well. This one's tough for me. It's, I mean, it's it's the first game we're picking the Cowboys. I didn't pick them la- or didn't put them in the game picks last week because I was like, I don't need the bad karma on this one. Basically, with, I mean, with this one, the Chargers. It's hard to really judge how their defense is acting up. They didn't face too too many pass attempts against Washington, partially because Fitzpatrick was hurt and he had Heineke just coming into the game. Washington wasn't playing. The, I mean, both offenses weren't clicking too too great. Um, it was just a low-scoring game in general. The Chargers did look really good on their opening drive, though. They were, they, I mean, that's a scripted drive. They went straight down the field, looked very good. Um, Justin Herbert played good as well. But what I'm mainly looking at, like from the limited defense I could get from the Chargers the whole time, they only allowed one 20-plus yard pass. Well, that's the quarterback player, not for Washington. It's whatever you can decide. But their defense, you know, they they contained the pass pretty well. Um, and as well, they gave up 4.7 yards per carry rushing against Washington with Antonio Gibson. And I believe Dallas is going to really try to get. Zeke going in this game especially with all the backlash they got since Tampa they're going to try to get Zeke going for this year after you know he didn't have a lot of playing time rushing wise on Thursday night Prescott looked great as well we all know I mean I don't don't have to get in on the Cowboys offense I'm going with the Cowboys here I just think our offense fully is going to click a tad better this is going to be a great game high scoring in the 30s just because that's how every Cowboys game is it's gonna be close one I respect the heck out of both quarterbacks but uh I gotta pick my homeboys pick my Cowboys in this one Y'all not. I know you're going. Y'all both going Chargers, aren't you? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. My early <laughs> predictions. I'm super high on the Chargers. Love the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that they're a tremendously talented team, and I think that they are going to go a long way. So therefore, I will take the Cowboys because <laughs> I think they uh-huh. are going to showcase their talent. Oh no, we're gonna lose now. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm your Lee Corso. Yeah. They're going to showcase their talent. I said Lee Corso rock, pick Penn State. And they're going to win a big game at the L.A. Chargers. Uh, I want to pick the Cowboys. I really do. I just can't, can't. I can't. can't I can't make myself do it. This is the hardest game to pick for me. Is this like the third game Liam's gone against me and Chris? Or is this so. like the second? No, it almost would be, it would be the third had he have done the Bengals and Bears game. Because he okay. wanted to do that, too. Well, he picked the Eagles. And did you pick the Steelers too? Mm-hmm. And we oh, picked I the Raiders. Oh, you picked the. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, just <laughs> just you, dog. Just you. Uh, <laughs> That's fair enough. I'll win that one by myself too. <laughs> hey, man, I feel that sometimes, but I'm picking the Chargers. No particular reason. I'm just feeling a little. little I, <laughs> feeling a little dangerous. I'm feeling a little dangerous. I like the Cowboys. I want them to win, but I just can't force myself to pick them this time around. Oh, wow. hey, I like it. 
Yeah. You know, you gotta go. Like he said, you gotta go bold if you want to get five now. You yeah. To. I don't want to go five now. I just want to go. I've done it. Than hey, it's two a, and three. It's, it's a big deal if you go five. No, I think it's only happened like two or three times. Oh, if I do it, I'm coming in next <laughs> week with the sunglasses on. I'll wear some sort of cool sports memorabilia that I have. What if you go zero and five? Like I'll do the same thing. <laughs> just think I'm on. Just think I'm on a high horse. Turns out I'm not. Last game of the week. Arguably, this is Sunday Night Football, the best game matchup wise. This is honestly the easiest decision I made. Yeah. Chiefs at Ravens. Um, Ravens coming off a very, very odd game against the Raiders, to say the least. The Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs didn't look that for a while there. They were looking like they were going to lose to Cleveland. You know, they were. They I mean, do that, man. They whether they were like, sandbagging or not, I don't know. But for it was like twenty-two to ten, and I was like, "Wow, okay, 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 Cleveland, okay, Baker." I, was, I mean, they're they're a good team in in Kansas City as well. Um, but the Chiefs pulled it out in the end. Baker had an awful interception to end that game. Just uh, brought me back to the old Baker. But Kansas City at the Ravens. I have the Chiefs winning this one. I just think they're the better complete team. Mahomes shows up in these big moments, especially against Lamar. I can see the Ravens winning having a good bounce back game. I just, you, I mean, it's like Brady. You don't bet against Mahomes. I'm just not doing it. So I pick, I think I pick all road teams. So that's just there great. But joy. <laughs> I, uh, no, you can't bet against the, one of the, probably the number two team in the NFL. I mean, they're, they're yeah. just, they're so good. They can win a game. They'll be down 30 points. They'll come back and win. That's they did it against Houston long. in the divisional round. Exactly. They'll, they'll come back. They'll find ways to win. I mean, literally, Mahomes can throw it up at any moment of any uh, part of the game to Tyreek Hill. He'll yeah. probably catch it and score a touchdown. Kelsey's dirty. Best team. Probably best coach. Chiefs. Easy. Liam. He's feeling hot and dangerous. Oh my I God. see it on Here his face. I'm picking the Ravens. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Liam is either going to be beating me and Chris out the water yeah. this week and take yeah, the lead, either, or he is going to be devastatingly take... <laughs> behind both of us. <laughs> Which is probably the it's probably the latter. I'm probably going to get freaking pooped upon. And, hey, I mean, I think the Ra- I mean the Raiders. They or the Raiders. The Ravens played. De- they played. Well, they they played okay. I don't even know what word it to describe. Okay. They played okay. okay. They played okay. The Raiders just had their magic game week one. It's whatever. I think the Ravens can pull this out again, like me and Chris said. You just don't bet against Patrick, but I think the Ravens. I, I, don't, I don't. It's not like. I mean, it's not as bad as me picking the Raiders, but the Ravens, they got a shot. They, they're mean, at home. They're chilling. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I just need him to limit his mistakes as much as he can. If he does that, mm-hmm. you know, that's. That's gonna win the game. I mean, they Marquise Brown, Sammy Watkins, Mark Andrews. Eh, yeah, they they're okay. Tyson Williams. Yeah, nah, he's probably garbage. Le'Veon Bell, if he's ever gonna get. <laughs> yeah, nah, <laughs> he. Davis Murray. Davis Murray. They ain't doing nothing, bro. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, right leg. Yeah, J.K. <laughs> he defended <Dobbins>. something. <laughs> said, bro. So, I mean, I think. I think they're going to pull it off. It's going to be all a squeaker. Right. But This is an interesting week. We will see because, I mean, we're all tied up. This is like starting 0-0. Zero, zero, so. Oh, and yeah, I mean, I looked in at it. I thought of the Chiefs, but y'all both picked the Chiefs. So I was like, hmm. You got to feel, yeah. feel dangerous every once in a while. We'll see how this goes. So uh, we only agreed on Bengals-Bears. So wow. we went one for one on our fully agreed games last week. The, the Jaguars was just heartbreaking. We just Terrible. we completely missed on that one. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, I, I went home and my dad was like, "Why did y'all do that?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, we thought they were good." The Texans, like yeah, the Texans, like are, the Texans, Texans. are more of shambles than Jacksonville was. Yeah, oh, yeah, who who even is Houston's head coach? Like I couldn't even think of it. It's not Bill O'Brien. It's not Bill O'Brien, but is it? I don't even know. I, I don't know. I don't. Chris's Chris's iPhone can tell us. Who is Houston? I don't know, but we were like, I was like, you know, 
throw Urban Meyer away, but you know, Trevor Lawrence, he, he's got some promise. This is going to be a low-scoring game. I figured James Robinson would have a field day in that Texans backfield or in the Texans defense. That didn't happen. What, what what's, what's the head coach, Chris? David Culley. That's right, David Culley. Who uh, who is that guy? He was with the. Uh, he was in that soap one time. What? I'm just throwing random stuff what, out there. He coached no for idea. some. Who did he coach for last? Year? <laughs> he he was like an assistant or something or like. Uh. It was something stupid. But I, I don't know. I don't no know. Idea. It's it's David Culley out coached Urban Meyer. That's a that's a headline for you. Yep. Anyway, guys, this is that's that. I mean, these these game Ravens. picks are interesting. Ravens, he yeah. was yeah, he was their what defensive or like or like special teams or something. Something like that. defensive coordinator or something. Yeah. Mountain Dew, please sponsor us. <laughs> yes, please, Mountain Dew. It's please. the logo has been facing Liam's camera. I think the whole time. I maybe. want. I'll, if you sent me some voodoo and some merch, I would be forever grateful. That would be so nice. I don't know if we're allowed to ask for sponsorships on the radio, but you know. We're feeling dangerous. I'm feeling dangerous. It's feeling dangerous. Um, but that'll do it for us today, guys. Um, great game picks. I'll make the graphic. We'll see how this goes. I'm, I'm excited for this week with game picks. I'm, one, it's featuring my Cowboys. And besides one game, we're all just picking different stuff. So I think Should I got a game. I got a game I'm picking solo. Liam's got like three he's picking solo. I don't think Chris has a solo game. I think he's agreed on with one of us every single time. So I like you guys. I like just thinks for, he thinks we're pretty yeah. smart. Yeah. Um, but we'll wait and see. But that'll do it for us on the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you're not following us on our social media platform, as always, please check us out there. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all the fun places. Just check us out there at Off the Bench XLR. You can find that on our Instagram link tree. Just look us up there at Off the Bench XLR, and you can find all our links there as well. On our Instagram is where we post the majority of our content. You can find game pick posts, the posts, the posts when we upload the podcast quotes video clips all the other fun stuff on the show so please please follow us on there again that is at off the bench xlr and if you're not following us on our podcasting network please do so so you can catch the rest of the show or the, the previous of the show the shows before we've done this um future shows anything you want we're on apple Podcasts, google play podcast spotify amazon everywhere else you find your podcast just look up off the bench with space in between it and you can find us there but guys that'll do it for us so remember to stay in the game and off the bench and have a good night